0: Welcome to the Pop Cuddle Chirpud
1: Podcast. Now let's begin. Listener and welcome to the Pop Culture Pub podcast. I'm your host. My name is Chris Lockhart, and I am joined by two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? Oh, uh, good. All right, Chris.
2: I, I I have an old man tangent, but go ahead and finish the introductions
1: first. Okay. And last but not least, we have <laughs> Lillian Kennelson. How's it going, Lillian?
0: We are doing well today.
1: Excellent. All right, Kev, the floor is yours. What's your What's your old man tangent?
0: All right, I am an old man
2: because I had to leave work early yesterday because my arch and my shoes finally just quit. Mm. And I was in so much pain for having no support in my shoes, I had to leave early to go buy new sneakers. Yeah, that would suck. Like, of all the stupid freaking things. So everyone's thinking it's, a like, I probably have, what's it called, plantar fasciitis? something like that
0: plantar fasciitis. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That thing. Because like out of nowhere, like it it was like my shoes had no support at all. And I'm just walking around into horrible pain and limping and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I have to just get this taken care of now. Like the more days I wait, the worse this is going to get.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if, if you got a job where you're on your feet a lot, you know, that's very important. Yeah. Okay, so
2: then uh, someone at, yeah someone at work said well how long have you had these ones that you wear every day um, a year she was like yeah, yeah six months most mm-hmm.
1: yeah if um <clears throat> yeah if you're if yeah if you're wearing them every day and you're always on your feet yeah uh good good footwear is very important um yeah if you're if you're definitely on your feet a lot uh, my previous job I was on my feet a lot so I, I used to you know, buy more work boots for my previous job. But now with this new job, well, not new, I've been there for 16 years, but I, I'm not on my feet as much. Uh, but when I am like, I, like my work boots are almost, I want to say $300. Like, I mean the company pays like 150 of it. But that's
0: about the, like, that's about what Dan spends on his work boots.
1: Yeah. And it's worth it. If you
0: spend anything less, you'll go through them in a year.
1: Well, not not just that, but you know, you'll it, it'll hurt. Your feet will be sore if you don't have proper footwear. Like you know, it's something you got to take care of. You know, your feet. Like you don't think of it, but you you do.
2: Well, I I worked in a store years ago that sold work boots, and people, oh, I'm gonna just buy the cheapest one. I said, I'll see you in a week then. Yeah, pretty much. I'll see I'll see you right back here in a week when you realize you've made a mistake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, I mean, I, and it can be, you know, tough to pull a trigger on something like that, you know, especially if you're on a budget. But given, you know, when you really stop and think how many hours you're in those things, you know, you're going to want something comfortable, you know. Just, just you know, kind of like a car. Like, you know, you don't want to buy something that, you know, is uncomfortable and you you won't like. You know, why would you spend extra on a car, but you won't spend extra on your, your feet? But anywho, we're we're, we're kinda you know <laughs> I wired that way, I guess.
2: I, yeah. Oh, I was I say we're kinda used to Kevin derailing the topic of the episode.
1: Oh, it's all good, Kev. It's all good. <laughs> we can all relate. We can all relate. Um Alright. Well for this episode. ...of the Pop Culture Pop Podcast. It's uh, called Oops, They Forgot. So I asked everyone to bring two examples of times in pop culture... ...where writers, producers, actors... ...forgot important details that happened before. Uh, and what made me think of this is... ...recently on Trek 1701... ...we recorded an episode where we talked about the TNG movies. And in the third movie... ...which was Star Trek Insurrection... Uh, ...Counselor Troy Kisses Riker... And then she says, yuck. And then he's like, what? You know, I kiss you and you say yuck. And and she's like, I never kissed you with a beard before. And I'm like thinking to myself, that's not true. She kissed him a few times on the show. And she kissed his double, you know, who is, you know, like a copy of, of Riker anyway. And he had a beard. So why did she say in that movie that she never kissed him with a beard before? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't. Marina Sirtis, remember that when she say to the producers, "Hey, you know, like this line doesn't make any sense because I've totally kissed him on the show."
0: But I mean, after, after so many episodes, like I doubt they remember everything.
1: Well, you think you'd remember a kiss, you know, like I, I don't know, like sure. I, I, I don't know. I, I like I would think kiss kissing is a little different. But anyway. That's what made me think of this topic. Um, So that's my example. Um, So, uh, Kevin, what is your first example of uh, Oops, They Forgot? All
2: right. Uh, Forgotten sitcom siblings. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean, um, because I think, like, I say that, and and people listening might immediately think of uh, Family Matters getting rid of Mm -hmm. kids on the show along the way to make room for Urkel and, you know, more sillier people. Yeah. But no, the one that always sticks out to me, and it doesn't really matter, because, I mean, like, your your Star Trek example, there's a continuity there, and there's a, a minutia, so I do think that they should have caught that one. But I'll give a pass for things for sitcoms because it's just to turn on and watch for a half hour and forget. Like, no one's really paying attention to you know, if if something mentioned five years ago is the same thing we're mentioning today. But one that I had noticed because I watched the show so many times and it always stuck with me and always annoyed me is Screech from Saved by the Bell either has siblings or is an only child depending on what the episode needs. Mm. So there are, there are episodes where he, you know, it's like a birthday party or he's at his house or whatever, and he has his robot friend there, and that's it. And it's like, well, of course I'm all by myself. I'm an only child, and my parents went somewhere, but I have my robot. And then, you know, Zach and Slater stop by and say hi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's other episodes where he'll talk about things like, you know, oh, I gotta wear my brother's hand-me-downs, or oh, I have to share a room with my sibling, or you know, whatever it is. And, and Never on camera. Like the, you know, there's no sibling that appeared on camera for in a you know very special episode or anything like that. But it's just they either exist or they don't exist depending on what the plot or joke is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I it, I must have just you know one of those times where. I was probably watching, you know, two different episodes and two different syndication packages on the same day, and it just lined up for something. Yeah. Because I can't imagine I would have noticed it otherwise. It's probably, you know, 50 episodes apart. You yeah. know, I, there's no reason I could have remembered it. So, it just lined up. Right. But, I mean, it does annoy me. It does bother me, obviously, because I've remembered this for, what, 25, 30 years, probably.
0: It's a valid one, though, but honestly, like, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Like, does it really matter? No. Does it affect anything? No, it's freaking Saved by the Bell. But it just has always stuck with me. I'm like, these shows have little character Bibles of, you know, who someone is and what their deal is and all. And a lot of shows have different, you know, you might have, like, a main showrunner, but you got different writers in and out every year. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I would think there'd be some sort of consistency, even for the most uh, low on the totem pole shows.
1: Yeah. Well, that and, and I, I kind of wonder with uh, something like save like the bell if if it, uh, you know, like they, yeah, they get a submission or something and they just roll with it, like if you know, because maybe the time constraints. But you would think yeah, like the like oh what what was his. Name? Dustin Diamond? Diamond. Yeah. yeah. And he he passed away right like I want to say 2017. Yep. Um you'd think he would have remembered, you know, when he's saying these lines, but you know, I don't know. I guess like with acting sometimes you, you know, you forget, I guess. But no, that that's a good one. And there's lots Before... of examples uh of of different tv shows where where they forget something. sorry lillian go ahead
0: i didn't say anything
1: oh i th- oh i thought i i thought i cut you off i'm sorry
0: no that was dan in the background talking to the google sorry
1: oh no worries no worries um all right um i i i'll go next um so um this is more of uh an in in continuity issue, uh, so it's not so much um, it's it's the characters on the show. So I guess the writers that write this. So on the on the new season of Star Trek: Picard, they have a new character, Captain Shaw, who who I actually really like. I like I like that actor. I like uh, you know he kind of plays a, an asshole type of captain, and I, I'm all for that. I like I like uh, when they bring in a character to shake things up. But and you know, spoilers, one of the re- he doesn't like Picard. He, and we find out uh, in the season. the reason why he doesn't like Picard is because he was a, a, an officer on a ship at Wolf 359, which if you don't know in Star Trek lore, like that's the you know the season three finale, season four premiere of the Next Generation, the Big Cliffhanger where Picard gets turned into Locutus of Borg. And then the Borg tries to invade the Federation and they destroy a fleet of Federation ships, like 39 ships. I think over 11,000 people get killed. And, you know, it was written into the Deep Space Nine pilot emissary that Sisko was at Wolf 359. And when he meets Picard in the pilot episode, he has like this hatred towards Picard, like he hates him. You know, and he tells Picard, you know, we met in battle. I was on the Saratoga at Wolf 359. And Shaw, you know, on Star Trek Picard, has has a similar story where he was, uh, you know, an engineer on one of those ships. And he's got some PTSD because um, when they were getting to the escape pods, there was only enough for 10 people. And one of his, you know, senior officers Ordered him into the pod, and he didn't want to go. He wanted the senior officer to go, and he's like, "No, that's an order. Get into the escape pod." And then that officer ended up dying. So Shaw has this PTSD, this guilt that um, he's still alive, and the guy that ordered, or the I think it was the lady actually, the lady officer that ordered him into the escape pod was killed. So when he sees Picard, he has like, there's this um, anger, and then we find out. And I'm thinking to myself, why are all, like why like why is Cisco like? Eventually, Cisco lets it go, and 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 he's he's good with Picard by the end of the pilot episode of Deep Space Nine. But like Shaw as well, why do these guys have a hate on for Picard? Like he he was a victim, just like they were. You know, like Cisco's wife gets killed at Wolf Three Five Nine. It's traumatic. I get it. Um. But Picard didn't do that. Like he, like he was kidnapped by the Borg. He was taken by them, assimilated. He was forced to to use his knowledge of Starfleet against Starfleet. You know, like he he didn't ask. You know, it wasn't like he was a collaborator. He was he was kidnapped and he was forced. Like you know, and I don't under. And you'd think people in the in the you know the Star Trek universe would understand that. Like, they would understand, like, how the Borg are. You know, like, once you're assimilated, you have no choice. You're not an individual. You're, ta- you're assimilated into the collective. So I-, I don't understand, like, why characters would be angry with him. I understand being angry with the Borg, but not being angry with Picard, because he's just as much a victim as anyone else in, in that whole scenario. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why the writers choose to do that. Like, you know, I understand they wanted to create some conflict for Cisco. Like he doesn't want to be in Starfleet, but they, you know, they want to give him a reason to be in Starfleet. You know, th- you know. Um, but I, I, don't. I really don't understand that as a concept. You know, being angry with Picard. It's like you know. It's like the characters forget what the Borg are, and and what they do. Anyway, that's just something that uh, came up with the new season of Picard. card. Lillian, what is your first example of times pop culture forgot?
0: You know, I had a heck of a time with this one because, like, we all have moments where we watch a show and we have to go and wait. Go, wait a minute! That continuity d- didn't make sense, or or is that an issue? But um, I had to, I had to spend like an hour and a half today when I was supposed to be working. Um, <clears throat> going over essentially like things that i forgot Mm. and uh my first one actually is something that is directly sort of kind of goes off of kevin's comment where like screech mentions having his siblings hand-me-downs but he doesn't have any siblings right Mm -hmm. um there are multiple television shows where children just disappear Mm -hmm. and one of the ones that always stuck on me was family matters um the winslows have a younger daughter that disappeared from the show halfway through the series for, with no explanation Yep. like did they just forget she existed did they just stop writing her did she suddenly like what happened there yep. and, it, and I think another one I think it happened on like so it was like Boy Meets World or a different one there was an, there's a couple other shows there's like six of them where the siblings just disappear they're yep. gone they do not exist anymore
1: um yeah family matters that's a good one um like i know lois and clark new adventures of superman lois had a sister in the first few episodes and then all of a sudden she's just not there anymore and never referenced again um that's right i want to say uh king of queens i want to say leah rema's character i can't remember her name she had a sister in the earlier episodes and then all of a sudden she was just gone. Um,
0: I kind of wonder if maybe it's a cost thing, like it's cheaper not, not to have the characters or, or is it something where the, the show just, they didn't have the, they had, didn't, they had too many characters they were writing or they just didn't want to.
1: I I think with family matters, I think it was, they wanted more time for Urkel. Um, Cause he kind of became the star of the show. Um, that makes sense. And then yeah save money on 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 salaries and stuff like that but yeah it's it's so weird that um, that happens I, I know that happened on uh, a Canadian show North of 60 uh, where mm-hmm. there, there's a character named TV and he has a sister and she, I mean she featured prominently in at least one episode of season one uh, but she was there in season two and season three. And then she just kind of disappeared, and I just assumed because in Canada, northern communities, a lot of times uh, the the older children they'll go to high school somewhere else. Like they'll go uh, live with a family in a in a city to go to school. So I just assumed that's what she did, and but they never mentioned her again, and. Um, I guess it was just a creative decision. They were like, "Well, we want to focus on TV. We don't want to have his sister hanging around, so we're just not going to talk about her anymore." Um. But yeah, it, it happens a lot, actually, in a lot of a lot of shows. Like, and um, Star Trek Picard, like season two. You know, like they're Picard's having all these flashbacks of being a kid and remembering things that happened when he was a kid, and I'm like, "Where's his brother?" He had an older brother, Robert, like, and he's not there and never mentioned again. But yeah, no, that's a good one. Lillian. Uh, Kev, what, what's your, uh, your second oops, they forgot.
2: All right. So <clears throat> it's kind of a weird one and it's something that, you know, I've noticed through many, many, many years of watching, but, um, wrestling is big for Oops, I forgot, because the characters have to keep changing. So, you're going to have two people feuding over, you know, whatever the reason is. Yep. And, you know, doing injury angles or blood or, or you know, sneak attacks or whatever it is for months and months as the story continues. And then whenever one of the guys you usually guys but you know i'm using technically using guys as gender neutral there um yeah. whatever one of the wrestlers eventually switches you know goes from bad guy to a good guy or a good guy goes to a bad guy and the two who were feuding are now on the same side now they're best friends you know now they're teaming up or now they're you know on the same side for things and i mean there, there's stuff where this can happen in a week You know, like, it's best when it's, oh, um, these people had their storyline, and then other stuff happened, and then months later, you know, uh, they happen to be on the same side, but a lot has taken place. Yeah. But there's been times where it's like, oh, um, we had a show on Monday, and then stuff happened, and then the next Monday, they're on the same side. It's like, but they were just trying to kill each other last week. Yeah, but they're on the same side now. Yeah. Okay, but in real life, which it's not we all know but yeah. in real life if i'm on opposite sides for someone you know whether it be something small like sports all the way up to you know actually trying to beat each other up and then the next week it's like no you're on the same side now no i need more than that yeah any time to get used to this i need an apology i need to refuse it i need something and i mean it's it's not even uh Acting or script at that point. It's just, you know, the wrestlers themselves are props. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, oh, we we need this type of person to do this action this week and you, it's your turn for it, you know. But um one of the best ones was uh Kane and Daniel Bryan in WWE. They ended up teaming up as Team Held No. But they had a feud against each other, fought a bunch but had mm-hmm. a, a chemistry with each other, which led to a successful and entertaining tag team. But as part of the tag team, the, the idea was that uh, Daniel Bryan wanted to hug it out and Kane being the monster would not. So mm-hmm. they went to like uh, couple's counseling to, <laughs> to learn how to hug. Yeah. And to learn how to show their emotions with each other. So they went through, it's like, well, what's holding you two back? And the two of them went through every horrible thing they had done to each other while they were feuding and then turned to, you know, the guy playing the therapist. And they're like, so you can see why we might have trust issues with each other. It was, it was the funniest damn thing, but I'm like, well, finally someone's acknowledging it, though. Yeah. Acknowledging, like, hey, stuff happens on the show. Yeah. You know, we, we can reference back to it because really it's so much of it is meant to be disposable bubble gum. Mm. You know, you forget about it one week. Like it's a, like it's a child and family matters. Just yep. forget about it. Yep. <laughs> Put it aside. But for for the, the the quote smarter audience like myself, it takes a while to God just give me something so it makes it feel worth it that I've been watching it every week. Yeah. Give me a little nugget of a little kernel of referencing something that happened before a, well, a reward for being a long time viewer.
1: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the thing with wrestling too though, and, and like, I, like I've been watching some of the, the A&E stuff cause you know, the, it's back now. They've, um, yep. They've been great. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be tough for wrestlers sometimes because like you know like they're putting on you know the show that they're enemies and they're having this feud, but then behind the scenes, you see them hugging it out and they you know they're friends and um like I know I watched the the biography I think it was uh, no, no, it was the 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 feud episode with Undertaker and Kane, and mm-hmm. um, when Undertaker got married. Uh, I can't remember his wife's name. She was a wrestler, too. Um, Michelle. uh, Yeah. Um, People came to their wedding, and, like, he had his brother as his best... Like, his real brother as his best man and all this other stuff. And um, people were asking, like, how come Kane's not up there with... with, with, uh, you know, the Undertaker? And that's not actually his brother. You know? Um, But people don't realize that, you know, like it's just, uh, they're, and, and they're friends, you know, like, like they're good friends outside the ring. So having to play enemies, like it's gotta be tough. Like that, they probably jump at the chance to, to be on the same side. Uh, so they could just have fun and not have to, you know, put on this performance that they hate each other. Um, so I could see it maybe being part of the, part of the wrestlers. Like they're like, just fuck it. We want to have fun. Like we're, you know, this, you know, us hating each other is getting old. Um,
2: but oh, absolutely! And, and there's part of it that the closer they are as friends, uh, sometimes they want a feud too because there's a certain trust level to it. Yeah, like I, I will, I'm gonna hit you harder than I'm gonna. They hit their friends harder than they hit their enemies
1: mm-hmm.
2: because there's a respect there and they can get away with it more. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't don't go around hitting my friends, but that's just, you know, the world that they live in there for.
1: Yep.
2: But, um, you know, like, we've talked about some shows here, and for the most part, you know, most of your people out there know it's a show. It's like, oh, that actor's not on anymore, I wonder what happened to that actor. But for wrestling, you still have this group that just thinks it's real, or doesn't understand it, or, Mm -hmm. you know, thinks everyone hates each other, whatever. Yep. You know, runs into... uh, the wrestlers at like the airport or restaurant or whatever and thinks they're the character not the actual person who's just trying to like get through airport security and make a flight in 20 minutes you know yeah like they forget that they're real people for it and i i think it happens more for them than say other athletes you see a bunch you know oh there's a baseball team going through the airport oh okay they're a baseball team, you know, they're real people and stuff. Not that they don't have the autograph seekers, but there's a more reality to it. But, I mean, like, I've seen all sorts of videos and stuff like that of people, you know, harassing wrestlers in airports. I can't believe what you did last night. It's like, yes, I did my job as Mm -hmm. an actor and performer for a show, and now I'm going home to my real family.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was... um... I want to say Freddie Blassie, like, this back in the day. Like, this is, like, probably the 70s. Um, I think someone stabbed him in the knee with a screwdriver because they hated him so much. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> guys, like, that that that's a show. Like, you know, and you're stabbing him with that there's in a, the
2: knee. There's a woman at, or there was a woman at madison square garden what the hell was her name like hat pin helen or something stupid like that yeah that she would always be for a road she got so into it that she took out her hat pin and would like stab the bad guy wrestlers for it and it was almost like a badge of honor that you got her so worked <laughs> up
1: yikes which is fine, I guess, if, you, if you're prepared for it, but I just hate to think maybe in real life yeah. <laughs> you know, she was going to go around stabbing people. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, different times. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. Um. All right, well, I have uh, a quick little tangent before I get on to my next one. It's not a tangent, but it, it fits in with this topic. Uh, speaking of Star Trek, one of the biggest continuity issues with the the movies was Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. Where uh, Khan meets Chekhov, and he has that line like, "I never forget a face, Mister Chekhov," and it's like, um, and then Chekhov's captain asks him, "Who is this man?" And he's, oh, "This is he's a this is con, you know, product of twentieth century genet- genetic engineering, blah blah blah." Um. The, the issue, the continuity issue, is the episode that Ricardo Montalban was in in the original series took place in the first season. Chekhov wasn't on the show until season two. So he wasn't actually in that episode. Um, so that's always, you know, like how can Khan remember him when he wasn't even on the show? And, you know, a, a lot of us fans kind of built this headcanon that, yes, Chekhov was on the Enterprise. He just wasn't a bridge officer at that time. You know, he was somewhere else on the ship. And then season two, he got promoted and he went up to the bridge. Um, so that's, you know, f- fan headcanon. So I was always like, how did, uh, you know, Walter Koenig not realize this? You know, like, you, you know, cause he literally probably never, you know, well, he might've met Ricardo Montalban, maybe they flew in the same circles, but, um, how, how could he not realize it? So anyway, I seen this interview with him. Uh, I think it was on YouTube. It was for the American uh, telev- tele- History of Television. And they asked him this question, and he's like, yeah, I knew. Um, but I wasn't going to say nothing because they wrote me the, you know, I have I had a bigger role in Star Trek too. I I was the first officer of the Reliant. I get you know, this worm put in my ear, I become bad for part of the movie, you know, I get redeemed by the end of the movie, um, I, I I wasn't going to tell them, hey guys, I wasn't actually on that episode, I just kept quiet and, and went with it, um, and he's like, actually, Ricardo didn't even remember, um, because Ricardo Montalban did so much television back in those days that he didn't even remember that. He never actually acted with Walter Koenig on that episode. But, but Walter Koenig remembered, but he got his mouth shut so he could keep the, the bigger role he had in the movie. So I just thought that was brilliant. that uh, uh, He actually did know, he just didn't say nothing. Um, Alright, so my next one, uh, or my last one for, for this episode. Um, this is an issue that happens uh in in the movies and in comic books and in tv shows is when uh, a character becomes popular uh particularly a villain character they try and make them into a good guy um because they're so popular and they want to capitalize on that but they tend to forget the misdeeds that they did Uh, so, this, I'm calling this Forgetting They Are Villains. And what made me think of this is, recently DC did an issue, I'm not exactly sure what book it was, I just saw they were talking about this somewhere, um, where all, cause, um, I want to say it was for International Women's Day or something, um, where they had all the, you know, all the popular... Female characters from DC come together to have a tea to to sit around the table and kind of you know sp- you know using air quotes spill the tea, have a conversation with each other. Uh, so there was Wonder Woman, there was Batgirl, there was Power Girl, uh, all the big DC uh, super heroines, and then there was Harley Quinn. And I'm thinking to myself, why you know like why are they to trying to make Harley Quinn a good guy when she's literally murdered people. You know, like... Like... I get that she's popular, and I get that, they, you know, DC wants to capitalize on her popularity, um, but she murdered people. Like, literally with the Joker, she went around killing people. How can people just or how could the characters in that world just kind of forget it was same with uh uh reva on the obi-wan kenobi show where it seemed like they were trying to make her a good guy at the end and then they're they were talking about making giving her own spin-off show and i'm thinking to myself yeah but she's a murderer she can ki- she literally killed people she's not a good person like i'm sorry but you know and same with kylo ren like you know, Rise of Skywalker, they're trying to redeem him, and I'm like, how? why is Ray in love with this guy? Like, he literally helped commit genocide in The Force Awakens. He literally killed millions and millions of people uh, when they destroyed the New Republic capital planet and those other planets that they destroyed. How could, you know, like, I guess, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, you know, blah, blah, blah. But still, it's like, this guy's a murderer. How, how can you just forget that? Um, on Heroes, um, it got canceled anyway. But the end of the third season, they're kind of making Siler into a good guy, Zachary Quinto's character. But it's like, are you guys forgetting that in the first season, he was like a serial killer that went around eating people's brains or, or whatever? Like, he killed a lot of people. Uh, especially in that first season, like, you can't, you know, like, I'm sorry, you just can't redeem somebody. Um, you know, like, like for, for, in context, that'd be like, you know, making Ted Bundy into a hero. It's like, no, he's not a hero. He's, he's, he's a maniac. He's, he's a murderer. Why are you guys doing this? Um, so I just, it just drives me nuts in pop culture when, uh, the writers, And the characters forget this fact. You know, like WandaVision. Wanda literally held that town hostage. Like, people were, like, they're, like, um, begging her to, you know, just let us die. And she just flies away. And, you know, Monica Rambeau tells him, oh, they'll never know the sacrifice you made. It's like, do you realize what she's been doing? Like, I realize, like, she didn't intentionally mean to enslave these people, but she did. And then she went on to become the villain of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and like Doctor Strange has that line in that movie, like where um, she says to him, "Like, oh, I was wondering when you're gonna show up." And oh, and he's like, "Oh, you made things right in what uh, whatever that town was." So I'm thinking to myself, "How did you make things right by by letting them go from their torture?" Like, that's not making it right. That's her getting away with a crime. You know, like, I'm sorry, but she's, you know, I realize she's been through some shit, but she still did bad things. Um, So anyway, that drives me nuts. And like, yeah, that Reva, like, I, you know, and, and it's nothing to do with race or the fact that she's a woman. That has nothing to do with it. She could be, you know, a white guy. And I would, you know, like Kylo Ren. And I would still feel the same way which I do with Kylo Ren, like he cannot be redeemed. He is a murderer. I'm sorry. But anyway, that's that's my rant. Lillian, Uh, what do you have for your second? Oops, they forgot.
0: Okay. Um, on it. Actually, this one is one that um, I forgot about until I was reminded of it and how much it bugged me. Um, And I think it was a situation where I was watching TV. And just like you had said, they played the episode so close together that you normally wouldn't have caught it. Um, The Big Bang Theory. It's a running joke in that show that the elevator is broken and we know the elevator is broken. And um, there's a scene where Sheldon tells Howard that the elevator is irrevocably broken. It's not. It's beyond repair, which is ironic considering when we learn how the elevator broke, Mm -hmm. Howard was there.
1: Yeah. So
0: Mm. why did he have to tell him that?
1: Cause yeah, that was done. And it's something that's just. Because the elevator breaking, that was like a flashback episode, right? Like that was later on. It was
0: a flashback. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the that's the problem when you do flashback episodes, is you forget what was established. That's kind of like on Friends when they would do those episodes where they showed them in like in the eighties and Monica's, you know, you know, wearing the fat suit and. But yet at the beginning of Friends, nobody knew who Rachel was. But yet they, you know, in later seasons when they would do the flashback episodes, there was Rachel with Ross and Chandler and Monica. And it's like, but I thought you guys didn't meet until that day when the pilot episode. They met
0: actually three times thanks to flashbacks, didn't they?
1: Yeah.
0: Two times in a flashback, one time in person?
1: Yep. Yep. But, yeah, but when she showed up in the pilot episode, you know, Monica had to introduce her to everybody. And and she didn't really remember Ross. Like, she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember, you know, now I kind of remember your, your geeky brother. But, yeah, in those flashbacks, you know, like, they almost kissed and all this other stuff. And it's like, how would you not remember that?
0: But I think we're doing things wrong, honestly. Maybe we remember too much. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, sometimes I wonder that. Like, I... I, I really have a good memory like sometimes at work i'll catch somebody telling a story about something that happened at work and i'm like actually no that's not exactly how and i'll I'll correct them like i I don't know i just got a really good memory when it comes to certain things um especially my pop culture so yeah i mean you know could be uh we weren't meant to remember so much
0: Mm Hmm.
1: but there's
2: um, cause I, I was going to come at, um, with Rachel, not remembering Ross. I'm like, well, I don't know. There's people I almost kissed in high school. I don't remember either. <laughs> really, True. <it's been> <laughs> <long laughs> but, uh, but then I got thinking one of the things and I, I'll never do it because I don't want to spend the time on it and maybe someone else already has, but, um, Friends, Golden Girls, there's a couple other shows or, or characters that jump into my mind. I wonder if anyone's done a breakdown of exactly how many people some of these characters have slept with.
0: Oh yes, there are. Especially for and, like Grey. I saw a big one for Grey's Anatomy. Um, a big one for Days of Our Lives.
2: Because it's, it's... And I mean, this isn't, you know, to, to shame anyone in real life or anything like that. But some of these numbers have got to be horrible.
0: Oh yes.
2: For the mm-hmm. amount of time to show like Golden Girls has got to be up there. Um, Dan Fielding on Night Court's got to be up there. Yep.
1: Um, um, maybe
2: maybe Barney from How I Met Your Mother.
1: They did one for Sein like Jerry Seinfeld's character on Seinfeld because he oh, that'd he be a good dated too, so yeah. many chicks. Yeah. It was like almost every episode yeah. that he was dating someone new. Pretty much.
2: Yeah. Yeah and and I mean like to talk about a thing that you know a, a continuity error there would be repercussions probably from such such, such activity yep or or at least more doctor's appointments
1: you know? yep yeah or bumping into them you know yep yeah.
2: Yep, run, run into them again. Oh, jeez, Oh, it's awkward. I never called you again. I'm trying yep. to ignore you right now, too.
1: Yep. Um, they actually did an, ep- like, speaking of friends, they did an episode of, I, um, Crystal was watching it, I don't know, the other week, uh, of Friends where Joey is dating this girl and he's like, I know I've had sex in this apartment. And he's trying to, but he doesn't remember having sex with her. Um, and then he's thinking, like, in his mind, he's like, I must have dated her, because I totally remember, you know, we did it on this couch, we did it over here, I remember this cactus being here, and all these other things. And then it turns out she had his a roommate, and that was the roommate that he that he slept with. Um, but yeah, he did, He, you know, it was kind of a running joke for the episode that he slept with so many women that he can't even remember uh, them all. It's so many. But anywho uh all right i think we can call this an episode of the pop culture pub podcast but before we go let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet and lillian where can we find you
0: you can find me on twitter at talking squirrel but that's talking squirrel without an a so it's talking squirrel once in a while i remember to post things um but uh yeah that's me
1: excellent uh kevin where can we find you sir
2: You can find me on most social medias at Mass Library. Masslibrary.com is the home blog. And I also occasionally do stuff over at the Retro Network.
1: Excellent. I forgot to mention at the top of the episode that our other co-host, Mr. Ragnar, uh, he's at a show this weekend. So that's why he isn't on this episode and he wasn't on the Geek Fallout episode. Um, So he's, you know, it's getting to be a busy time of year again for him. Uh, going to shows and stuff. And speaking of shows, um, I'll be attending the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo at the end of April. And Ragnar will be there too. So be, sure, be sure to, if you're in, in the Calgary area, come come over to the show and, and see Ragnar. Uh, he will be there, and, uh, and I'll be fanboying it around. Um, I'll be going. Uh, I, with, I will. Sorry, Kevin, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, um, for myself and for the listeners, I will be refreshing my Instagram feed that weekend to see uh, pictures of the two of you.
1: <laughs> yes, I will be. I, yeah, I'll be posting to my Instagram and uh, and Facebook and uh, maybe Twitter. Uh, yeah, at uh, ChrisLock1701. Um, so, yeah, this year my big thing is I'm getting going to a photo op with uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, daredevil Ooh. and kingpin from the daredevil tv series and i mean charlie cox is on boardwalk empire that's where i first met him um and he has a new or not a new show it came out on boxing day i think it's called treason it's on netflix i gotta watch it i, I haven't got around to watching that one yet and then, of course vincent d'onofrio like i was a f- fan of his you know for years like uh, law and order criminal intent one of my favorite shows um but yeah, having him as the kingpin is awesome.
0: Holy! I just totally just realized that was him.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, I love
0: I love that show, but I didn't realize that was because he's so large as kingpin. Oh
1: yeah, like he he beefed up for for the kingpin. Um, and and I mean, if you want to go my all the way back, my first memory of him, uh, he was um full metal ja- in Full Metal Jacket. He was the yep. The guy who goes crazy um, and kills uh, the, the drill sergeant um, at the you know beginning part of that movie, uh, and he was super skinny back then, and also he was uh, using air quotes he was Thor on uh, Adventures and Babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, he's a great actor. He's you know, but yeah, Criminal Intent, I, I love that. You know, I love Law and Order. The original Law and Order, and then Criminal Intent probably my my close second. So yeah, when I, when I seen that they were doing a photo op together, I'm like, I got to do it. I got to pull the trigger on that. Uh, so I did. And then my, I'm bringing my daughter to Calgary as well, and uh, yeah, she she's going to be cosplaying as Sailor Moon at least one of the days. Um, cause she's she's big enough. We need us,
0: photos um, of that for sure. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: the thing the problem is. Like, she doesn't like me posting pictures of her. So that's the the only... You don't have to
0: post pictures, just share it in the chat.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I just won't let her know.
0: Let us see it, you know, we're safe space.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but the thing is, she won't let me post them, but yet, when we go, like, because we went to Animethon in Edmonton last summer, and then we went to the Edmonton Expo in the fall, and people come up to her, because she's, like, like, she cosplays different anime characters that I don't really know um and people come up to her and want to have their picture taken with her so she so people are taking pair picture but i guess it's just because i'm her dad she doesn't want me put putting pictures on social media i guess i don't know but anyway but yes i will i'll share it in the group chat um all right well on behalf of myself chris lockard uh my co-hosts kevin decent and lillian kenelson I want to thank you dear listeners for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast and this was our Oops They Forgot episode and we will see you again in the not too distant future I did <laughs>